Okay. Good evening, everyone. How would you like to save on your grocery bill? How would you like to improve your health? How would you like to get off of welfare, get off of food stamps? How would you like to uh, work with your family um, hand in hand, one-on-one -on -one, together, family unity? But most of all, how would you like to improve your mind, improve your consciousness? Well, all of these things can be possible with the dream and vision of our special guest tonight, Mr. Gary McCummings of Feeding Black Families. Welcome, Gary. You're on the Liberty Show with Kevin Fortune. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, Kevin. Well, guys, tonight we're going to talk with Mr. Gary McCummings, who has a wonderful uh, vision of self-sufficiency and improving mm -hmm. everything for people. You are on the Liberty Show, which is a national platform where you, the citizen, can raise your voice about all things concerning you, things of liberty. And our motto here is to put liberty into action. So first, we're going to get started, Gary. Um, you're a hero of mine. I'm so honored to have you on tonight. Tell us Thank a little you. bit about Gary McCumming. Okay, well, I'll, I'll just kind of get started. My um, grew up born in Philadelphia. Um, the, the son of two educators. My, both of my parents were in higher education as teachers. Um, we moved around a lot from state to state as both of my parents got their master's and their doctorates and began their teaching careers. And we kind of ended, ended up my senior and my last year of high school in, as my father was the uh, president of Cheney University um, in Philadelphia, which is one of the oldest black, historically black institutions. And from there, I, I ended up with a football scholarship and went off and played football at Syracuse University and, you know, played a little professional football and then kind of settled here in the North Carolina area. Um, my parents had both retired here, had family here. And so I came here to visit a few times and just loved being here. Just the, the, the place was just beautiful. So I just decided this is where I wanted to make home. And and have been here since about 95, 90, 95, and been here off and on, but pretty much on um, ever since. And my mother's family was from this area. And my uncle, my grand, well, actually, I'll go all the way back. My great grandfather bought his first, the first parcel of land that I currently live on in 1908 is when the first parcel was bought. Wow. And my uncle, who was my grandfather's brother, when everyone else moved up north, decided to stay here and to farm, to continue to farm. And so he added parcels, continued to add more and more parcels on until we got to where we are right now, which is a little over 250 acres. Wow. And he was completely self-sufficient. He, he had one of the largest chicken farms in the area. Um, so he had cows, he had hogs, he grew tobacco. Um, my mother always tells the story of that's how when she was a kid, they got their money for school. She was in Philadelphia. They would come south and that's how they stayed out of trouble. They came south and they worked in the tobacco fields, which they were all belong, belong to my uncle. And so um, he had no children. He lived until he was uh, 103. He had no children. And so he passed the land to my, gave the land to my mother. And when my mother and my father passed here recently within the last four or five years. Um, then it went to my brother and my sister and I and not. And so, um, and we've been managing it since. Um, we've got some mobile homes out here. I have quite a few tenants that live here and I have acreage that I already lease. 
to a farmer that has been farming it. He's, it's, so the land has been farmed, it just hasn't been farmed in the way that it needs to be farmed for it to benefit, to benefit the community. So I, I've just decided to change that. Well, that's a great start. You know, everything <clears throat> that uh, we stand for in the Liberty Movement, self-sufficiency, <clears throat> um, owning uh, property, and, um, you know, I mentioned at the beginning, you know, you can feed yourself, you can save money, but even make money, you know, off of your products and farming. So tell us a little bit about your vision of feeding black families. Well, our vision is, is, is to, we're going to start off with 11 acres, which is right around my house. And we are going to just begin to grow food as much food. We've got stuff sprouting already everywhere. I got stuff Guess sprouting coming in over the for house. Guess who's I've coming got, over for dinner then? Yeah, it's good. Come <laughs> on. Because I've got stuff sprouting everywhere. And we're going to have, we're going to do it. We're going to do raised bed gardens and, and a couple of hoop houses. And we're also going to do things hydroponically. I'm going to have one uh, grow house that's everything in there will be done hydroponically. And that's just to show that in our communities, in Black communities, where we, we do have food deserts, but we do also have, and there are, is no real usable land in some of our communities, but there is a whole bunch of abandoned buildings. And so what needs to be shown is there's other ways to grow, you know? So we're gonna be doing things hydroponically and under lights and just trying to demonstrate to people that, you know, we can change, you know, how we're eating. I agree. Well, that's a, a very great thing. Uh, just to remind everyone, you're listening to The Liberty Show with Kevin Fortune. Our special guest tonight is Gary McCummings uh, from Feeding Black Families. And he has a vision of farming co-op and helping people to raise crops, healthy food, support themselves, self-sufficiency, as well mm -hmm. as making a little money. And we're going to hear more about that as we um, go on. Mm -hmm. Just a reminder, you can connect with us on social medias, uh, YouTube. Make sure you, uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button and hit the like button. Also, our website is thelibertyshow.us. There you can donate, follow a sponsor, or find out about other shows. So, uh, Jer uh, Gary, this is a, um, uh, uh, a call-in show, and we're going to mm -hmm. start with our panel. They have a few questions. So we're sure. going to start with Damon. Damon is my main man. It was his vision for this show and for a lot of other stuff. But he is also was recently elected the national president of the Ebony Wealth Network, which is to empower Blacks to get off of welfare, to be self-sufficient, own property, own entrepreneurship. So, Damon, sure. welcome. You're back on the Liberty Show. Thanks, Kevin and um, uh, Gary. Thank you for for joining today. Um, I've heard thank a lot you. about you. Um, and uh, you say you're you you're from Philly. I've got. Uh, I grew up in Dayton, Ohio, but all my family's from Philly. So, salute. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So, I had a question for you uh, in regards to where we are today, as our society is moving more towards equality for all. What would you say for those who, who say that um, the civil rights movement maybe solved the wrong problem? And what would you say is the solution for how we get back on track for what possibly was not solved properly during the civil mm -hmm. rights era? Well, the civil rights, um, the civil rights movement was, it went in the wrong direction in my estimation, to be totally honest with you. It went totally in the wrong direction. What it went to was proximity. So what happened was rather than us getting the resources that we needed so that we could continue doing what we were doing at that time, which was we had our own businesses, we had our own school systems, we were operating all of our own things. At some point, 
when the when that civil rights movement began, then what happened is a change to proximity, meaning that we didn't get the resources, but we were allowed to go to their schools and go to the restaurants and go to the different places that we had been shut out of before. And that was an absolute catastrophe, catastrophe for us as a people. And I think everyone is now seeing the result of that catastrophe. That should have never happened. We should have been able to have the resources that we needed so that we could sustain ourselves within our own communities. That was very, 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 very important. And you have to understand that we were a very, very damaged people. So we were asking someone that was a part of damaging us to be a part of fixing us. And that just never works. We've got to be able to sustain and fix ourselves. That's the only way. So when they got changed, to answer your question, when it changed and it changed to proximity for us, that's when our problems began. Well, in my estimation. Great answer. I just want to piggyback on that. And I'll, I don't know if Damon has another question, but I love how you say that we need to uh, start helping and fixing ourselves. For so often we look to the government, we look to religion, mm -hmm. all of the mm -hmm. external forces. You know, mm -hmm. how can the person creating the problem fix the problem? So okay. I really love that answer. Uh, Mr. Damon, were you finished? Uh, yeah, I was finished. But again, Gary, that was uh, to piggyback on what Kevin just said. That was an excellent answer. And I definitely look forward to working with you in the future because our, our mindsets are perfectly aligned as far as what we what we think is a takeaway from the civil rights movement, but how we can move forward. Because yes, it's, it's, it's my, my thorough belief that, again, we can't just throw up our hands and say, well, it failed. OK, well, what are we going to do about it? And so exactly. like, like, like what, what Kevin and I, you it sounds like you are for sure. And Tim is also on the call. One of the regulars on this show is we're about uh, taking action. You know, we can make yes. excuses all day long, but in the big leagues, there are no excuses. Because exactly. I, I love I love sports. I know you said you yeah. played football. Yes, and so sir. If you're, if you're playing the away game and the referees aren't on your side, I mean, okay, but nobody cares. Day, nobody cares. At the end of the day, you got <laughs> you got to do it to pull out the W. So um, we're at it. the point where we know we're playing the away game. The refs aren't on yep. our side, but we got we all we got. So we got to do what we got to do. We have to we have to eat. We're going to have to eat, and we're not eating. And so some, somebody has to do something about it. And I know there are many of us trying to, and I'm just a part of that. That's all I am. I'm a part of that, doing I something about you. it. I salute you. Okay. Thank you so much, Damon. Now we're going to go down to Florida, the Sunshine State, way down there, down yonder. And we have Patrick, one of our conservative friends, one of our Republican friends. Patrick, yeah. you're back on the uh, Liberty Show. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, Gary, what, what I think you're doing is, is truly noble. And, and, and there's, there, there's really, it's just pr pretty remarkable uh, what, what you're doing. And I just want a little bit more detail uh, about it. Is, is your land, is it open to anybody or is it focused for, for just the black community or what, how is it organized? How is it structured? In terms of, I, I missed a little bit of what you said. You're yeah, asking about the organization. How is it structured? Yeah, is it, is it for white people, black people, or are you predominantly well, focused on the black community? No. In terms of the organization, the organization is a black run, owned and operated organization. And the focus of the organization is black people. Um, in terms of the food, the food is for people. You know, we're growing food. We're growing clean, fresh, organic food. And that's very important. And, it, and it's our job to try to help to feed as many people as we possibly can. My focus and our, and our organization's focus is to make sure that 
amounts of that food are put and brought into our communities, into black communities, so that our kids and their families can eat properly. But we sell food to anybody that wants to buy food. Okay. Um, uh, Gary, uh, so that uh, another question I have from uh, that was um, mailed, uh, excuse me, mailed in earlier. So how can white people or that aren't part of black, you know, the black community, how can white people um, participate in your program, be affected, help you? Well, um, how they can help is if you go onto our website and we'll give you, I'll give you information. If you go onto the website, there's a donation page and we're, we are, um, like I told you, we're putting hydroponic systems out there. We're looking for people that are willing. We can, with an, we have an 80 plant hydroponic uh, grow system that we're looking to buy and to use. And we can feed a family of four monthly with that. So we're looking for people that are looking to put their resources in and sponsor what it is that we're trying to do. People that understand how important it is that not, not just black people, but any communities of people have clean, decent food in their communities and anybody, it doesn't matter what your nationality is. If you believe that black people deserve to have clean food and good food in their communities, then I, I urge you to donate on, to that. So Gary, can go ahead now, give us your website and we'll do this periodically. Um, what is your website? It's feedingblackcommunities.org feedingblackcommunities.org is the website. And you can go on, we've put pictures on there of the different hydroponic systems. We're also asking people to donate and sponsor. We're doing raised bed gardens on this 11 acres all over the, all over the farm. We'll be doing these, and, and we ask people to go on and sponsor for $100 or $200 and sponsor a couple of raised bed gardens that would help to feed people. We, we're looking for any help that we can get in reference to that. We're going to try to feed as many people as we possibly can. You know, uh, I love Damon's question because mm -hmm. what you are doing is dealing with black people and raising up a, a, um, a group of people that for uh, historically have been oppressed. And so mm -hmm. a lot of people, you know, wonder like, well, why are you trying to only help black people? A lot of black people have had um, oppression, injustice. They've ended mm -hmm. up on welfare, ended up uh, at the, the bottom of the totem pole, not by any fault of their own or by their fault. Mm -hmm. We want to do something about that to raise that up. Mm -hmm. But there was a very interesting quote from our, our current president the other day that said that um, the civil rights issue of today, one of the most important is transgender issues. What do you think of that? He, he didn't deal with any of the civil rights for Blacks, mm -hmm. the, the murders, the racism, but the transgender. And we actually have a transgender expert that's uh, mm -hmm. one of our regulars. So can you address that? Do you think that transgender issue is more important than any race, Black issues? Uh, I mean, as far as from the civil rights point of view. I can't, I can't, I can't put the importance of what each people's rate, what their issues are. Some, certain people, depending on who they are, that issue means a lot to them. But the issue that I know that's never been addressed in this country and continues to not be in, addressed in this country is the issue of black people. What have been done to black people and what have and what has not been done to correct what has been done to black people. And so I have no problem with transgender rights or anyone else's rights. But what I need people to do, I need the Biden administration or any other administrations to do is I need to, you to focus in on what's going on with black people that's Great. it 
and that that's the point you know a lot of people are very upset i'm not upset, like you know being a person of liberty transgender right all people's right but the fact that we want to take the civil rights struggle of black people that have been oppressed and had injustice for so long and then just kind of whitewash that or water it down to other things can be a little offensive but let's jump in here let's get dr mm -hmm. dana dr dana is our resident academic dartmouth princeton doctor author all kind of famous all things. right Dr. Dana, you're a transgender scientist expert. What do you think about this big controversy? Well, I think uh, it's typical of, uh, of the Democrats and uh, mm -hmm. most modern to uh, try to play identity politics. Uh, and, uh, you know, what, I'm not going to defend politicians, but, uh, you know, they're promising everything to everybody. Uh, transgender voting block is is not insignificant, uh, and, uh, it, but at the same time, he also made all kinds of promises uh, for on black issues, only a few of which he's produced on. So we'll see how he goes on those. I have to say that I've been preaching self-sufficiency for transgender people for some time, and, uh, uh, and and to steer clear of government and uh, identity politics because uh, they can only get hurt there. Uh, mm -hmm. I haven't told them to go back to the land yet like you're doing, but uh, uh, the, the, the other thing to be said, of course, is there's an overlap of transgender people and black people. Uh, and I had hesitate to use the word intersectionalism, but because uh, uh, that has a different meaning altogether. But there are a lot of black people who are transgender and about the same proportion as anybody, any other group. Um, I, want to, I want to also say that I'm from Philadelphia area as well. I'm from South Jersey. All right. And, uh, uh, and I, you know, I, I played football, although it doesn't look it now, uh, <laughs> in, in the Philadelphia area. Uh, and uh, the other thing to be said is my parents, uh, my, my father, before the depression worked for RCA in Camden. And uh, when depression caused all kinds of misery and economic uh, downturn, they moved to South Jersey to the farming district and became self-sufficient uh, growing their own crops and also hunting and fishing. So I know what that's all about. And I was raised uh, uh, essentially on a farm uh, to be self-sufficient. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, at least during the summertime. So, yeah, I, I uh, am in alignment with you about all that. I don't want to get into the civil rights situation, uh, you know, history, but I agree with that too. Uh, mm -hmm. So, um, so any rate, so yeah, I think it's a good thing to do. And transgender people don't really have um, well, they do rec identify with themselves, and they do tend to band together, not not so much, not so readily as uh, other groups. But um, they they need to uh, stick together and be self sufficient, uh, and not count on either government or religion or other institutions that are either gonna, on one hand throw them under the bus, uh, which some of the uh, some of the advocacy groups have on the left. Uh, or uh, try to uh, shame us because we're trans. Mm -hmm. So that's that's what I would say about that. But more power to you. 
Thank you, Dr. Dana. Always great to hear from your expert advice. And you know, one thing I know Dr. Dana has worked on um, is the homeless problem with transgender, especially the youth that are thrown out their homes and a large proportion of those are African-American. So Gary, what you're doing is gonna be helping even that issue of feeding people when they have nowhere to go, when they have no food. So that this is just really awesome. Let's go to Miss Charlie in Atlanta. Miss Charlie, you're back on the Liberty Show. Good evening, Kevin. Good evening, Good evening. panel. Good evening, Mr. Gary. It's, it's, it's nice you? to hear from you. I saw you on Mr. Um, Boyce Watkins show as well. Oh, good. So How congratulations and kudos for everything that you're doing. Thank I you. just had a quick question in regards to, you know, how do you go about marketing the sale of your products that would you grow? So for instance, being that I'm here in Atlanta, how mm -hmm. would I be able to obtain, you know, whatever, if you're growing some type of collard greens or greens right. or whatever right. your items are, how do I go about being able to purchase those items? Right now, what we're looking into, and, and we've not, we like we're in the infancy stage of this, but we know that we're going to have to be able to ship food, right? And I know right. that there are a lot of companies that that do that, that they're able to ship fresh food. And so that's something that, you know, I've been contacted by a couple of companies already that we're talking to about how we're going to be able to ship food around to different places. And that's stuff that hopefully here within the next couple of weeks we'll have up on our website so that, right. you know, you'll be able to go on there and kind of see how we're going to be able to get food to places other than in North Carolina. That's awesome. And one last question. Is there, sure. you know, I guess in the the near future to come, have mm -hmm. you reached out to any other black farmers, regardless of whether they're, you know, be able to meet the demand of it's people been, that may be interested? I'm glad you asked that question. It's been absolutely amazing. I've gotten hundreds of emails. And in those emails, some of them I have gotten a hold of other black farmers that have reached out to me. And that's why if you see our Feeding Back Communities Coalition, because there's a coalition of us out here that okay. want to be a part of it and have said to me, you know, uh, Brother Gary, just what do we need to do? What do I need to do? I talked to a, a, a brother who is in Texas, a couple hours outside of Houston and a couple hours from Dallas that has close to 300 acres of land. And just he's saying to me, Brother, tell, tell me how we can participate. What can we do? Uh -huh. And I'm running into people like that all over the country that understand the importance of this and want to be a part of this coalition. And so, uh, sister, believe me, I'm, we are developing as fast as we can. I, we are running as fast as we can to involve as many folks that have land as we can, because it's going to take millions of acres of land for us to yes. even have a chance to feed our people. That's true. All right. Well, those were my only two questions. I wish you keep, luck. Keep the stay, on the, stay on the website. Keep looking at the website. We are going to be updating regularly. You'll see okay. how we're moving along and how progress is going. And stay with us. Do a lot of praying for us. We're going to need it. I shall. Thank you, Mr. Gary. Yeah, enjoy you. your evening. Thank you. Thank you, um, Gary. Great show. You are good. We're going to have to have you more on often. More often. <laughs> uh, we've got, okay, the big question, you know, being mm -hmm. a person of liberty, we believe in free markets, free enterprise, mm -hmm. and less okay. government regulation. So the question was uh, emailed in, uh, what about growing, are you only growing vegetables and fruit? What about growing cannabis or hemp? Mm -hmm. um, well, you know, and hemp here is legal, um, is legal to grow. 
there's a license that has to be had to grow it. And, and we're not, I'm not, we're not adverse at all to selling it at all. I mean, to growing hemp at all. Uh Um, It's a very, very important product and something that, you know, I think we'd get into in the future. It's just that when I when I started this and I began a couple of weeks, uh, a few weeks back with Dr. Watkins, it just it was just focused right now on the food. But we're open to all of it and we're going to operate completely different than it's been operating um, since my uncle Grover passed away. And we're going to go back to a lot of that when he was operating the farm, the way that it was operating. There'll be livestock out here. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll recapture what he tried to recapture what he has done here. Question. So right now you're, you're based in North Carolina and, and you're, you've got sites on Texas and, and just expanding to different places. Nuts and bolts wise, where are you finding the manpower to, to work these farms and cultivate mm-hmm. the crops that you're growing? Uh, on a very granular level, how are you doing that? Are you providing jobs to, to the black community as well? How does that side of the business? Well, we're well, we're just beginning. So because we're just kind of in the infancy stage and I'm getting people reaching out to me from all over the country, we may not be able to begin farming there with them immediately. But I can so I can speak for what we're going to be doing here right now. And what we'll be doing here on my farm is I have had a lot of people volunteering the, the amount of people that just want to be a part of of what we're trying to do, as well as want to be a part of seeing and being a part of fresh uh, produce being grown. The the, the outpouring has been amazing. I just met with a gentleman, came to my home today, 75 years old, and has been in farming, black uh, African-American man, been in farming for years, um, brought, he has a daughter who has 10 children. They're all gonna be out here volunteering. Everybody's gonna be a part. He's going to be helping to to supervise and make sure we're doing things correctly. And and I and I let him know we need our elders out here. They don't have to do any work. They can stand around and tell all the young folks what to do. So we've been blessed. We're being blessed right now to, to answer your question that for this farm right now, it's been volunteers. And I hope that this turns into something here very soon that I'll then be able to to be able to pay my people and take care of my people to run this farm and get it operating the way it should. Well, and that was, and farming's not easy. I think a lot of people think it is, unfortunately, but it, there's a knowledge base that comes with, and it's very absolutely. Being and, and a lot of that, and a lot of that knowledge base in our community has been lost, or is in the process of being lost. And so, what I my hope is to recapture a lot of that, yeah, so that our young people can learn this industry and can keep this going and can self-sustain can sustain themselves yeah that, that's what interests me is, is how you'll be able to take this knowledge base and and um mm-hmm. and and, and outport out or export essentially to other parts of the, of the country that's why i think it's really fascinating how you figure that out so and, it, really and it's a one, i think it's a one step at a time process i think we begin here and and learn here as much as we can and then from here i think we just continue to grow and I think we just continue to take it and spread it out. I've been, like I said, I, I've had at least 10 different farmers who have, or people who own parcels of land, but are not currently farming that want to be involved and want to be a part of growing food. So I think that this thing is, I think this can grow exponentially. I know that it will, I have no doubt. Thank you, uh, Gary. Um, the next, um, I wanna know, Gary, can you talk about who, 
why this is so important, what you're doing, especially from the, the, the point of, of welfare. I'm not anti-welfare. If people need it, get it. But let's raise our people up to where we're not dependent on the government. We're not in bondage. And I love uh, the quote. Um, can you bring it? I don't, I don't want to misquote. I think it was your dad that talked about the mental shackles on, on people's minds, especially mm -hmm. black people. Black people. Mm -hmm. Yes. Can you talk about that a little bit, how what you're doing is going to be freeing people's minds to get out of bondage, the, the growing their own crops, mm -hmm. out of government bondage? Well, just being self-sufficient begins right. to doing anything, but especially feeding yourself and being self-sufficient self and something that is important is that then allows you and helps you to understand that you can take care of yourself that you don't need any help or, or, any or any government assistance at all. Our people don't, our, listen, our people, let's be clear, our people don't want any government assistance. That's not how we want to live. That's not how we want to be. That is the situation that has been forced upon us. And because the reason that type of bondage. And so we've got to find ways, and this food industry is just one of the ways that we can begin to provide jobs, we can begin to provide clean food and clean water to our people and not count on anyone else to do it. We don't want to count. We don't want to count on anyone. We don't at all. And anyone that tells you that we want to get assistance and we want we want to be in, on welfare or we want to hustle and we we don't want to do any of that. My people don't want to do any of that. They want to be able to take care of themselves, but you have to be able to have access to the resources to do so. Right. And that's all we're looking for. That's what this is about. Okay, we have another question sent in from Quincy. She's a law student at the University of California, Berkeley. And right. Quincy wants to know, uh, what are you going to, for people that live in urban areas or the inner city, mm -hmm. how can they, maybe not right now, but in the future, how can you take what you're doing with growing crops if they don't live in a rural area, if they can't come out to the farm? What can people in the urban areas do to grow their own crops or get involved in this uh, program? That's a great question. And that's where we talked about the hydroponics okay. and being able to set, our, set up uh, things hydroponically for very inexpensive costs and still being in very, very small spaces. If we can utilize the sun or if we don't have the sun and we can utilize grow lights, Okay. We can use small amounts of grow lights in abandoned buildings if we need to, to grow enough food to sustain our whole entire community. That's wow. how easy it is. The technology is here. It's just that we've not had the resources that we needed in our community so that those of us that are in the know and know the technology and know how to do it so that we can go into the community and begin to feed our people. We're not asking for anybody to feed us. We're asking for the resources that are due to us so that we can feed ourselves. And, and I just try to keep saying that. Great point. My people want to self-sustain. You have to be given the opportunity to self-sustain yourself. Well, that, that's a great point. And I want everyone to remember, especially some of our the naysayers and our enemies, as Malcolm X would say, that think that people, especially people of color, just want to be on welfare, want to use the government, you should go to Gary's website, 
um, feedingblackcommunities.org and contribute, donate. Um, let's help change this situation. Let's not complain about it or point fingers. Let's help raise uh, uh, people up and make a difference. Okay, we're gonna go to uh, South Georgia slash Florida. One of our other panelists, Mr. Tim, you have a question. Welcome, Tim. You're back on the Liberty Show. Well, thank you. I wanna give a shout out to our host, to the panelists. A great big shout out to you, Gary. Um, anyone you. who's trying to increase black wealth who's trying to grow black wealth is A-OK -okay in my book. So I wanna thank you for all of your efforts. Um, I know it is a labor um, um, in, in creating this, these, this farm and, and, and getting people to coalesce and to rally behind you. So thank you for your efforts. I wanna give a shout out to your family. Thank you for supporting Gary in this great endeavor. My question, um, a little backstory on my family. My, um, maternal grandmother and her siblings, um, their parents were sharecroppers. And in the 70s, they had the idea that they're going to buy back the land that their parents sharecropped. So now um, we're sitting on land that no one is farming. So my question farmer on, on they have this land, what should they do with it? Just start the same thing, just start. Just, just, just do what you can do on what you have, and just get started, and just start, and then, and then just allow the Creator to work in your life, because the Creator is going to send them the people that they need to feed. Just start. I, I wish I could tell you the exact map of this, but I realized, I realized a while back as I walked through this that I didn't need it at all. I don't need the exact map because this is all motivated by what the Creator is choosing. And so the people will find them. Tell them just to begin. There'll be, an there'll be an inspiration to all of us who are trying to do the exact same thing and feed the people in our communities. So just start. And let me kick in here. Tim, don't go anywhere. Uh, Gary, that is a really great point. Uh, I'm a wealth coach and an entrepreneurship coach. And a lot of times people complicate this stuff. Just get started. Start somewhere. Mm -hmm. And and uh, there's a scripture, even the Bible says, don't despise the days of small beginnings. You know, no matter how small, start somewhere. And a lot of times we want to have uh, workshops and symposiums and we want to get surveys and commissions and research. Just start somewhere and reach out and get some help. Uh, but go ahead, Tim. What's your next question? Tim? How could we, um, I know that you're, you're, you're piecing it together and I know it's going to take time. Um, is there going to be an opportunity for blacks to, and not just blacks, but in specifically black folks, because I'm black and I like talking about people who look like me. Mm -hmm. um, is there going to, uh, do you foresee an opportunity for us in the future to actually be investors um, in your endeavor? Yes, I do. I, absol I absolutely do. I implore my people to that we invest in feeding ourselves, whether it's on my farm or the 25 farms of the brothers and sisters that have reached out to me that want to be a part of this. And that, that is infrastructure that we are in the process of setting up right now so that we can do that. We are responsible for that. We're going to have to feed ourselves. They are not going to do it. And so, yes, the, the answer to that is just stay tuned and stay with me. And keep on watching and looking at the website because all you're going to watch this movement evolve on that website. Kevin, I have a question if you can hear me. Um, this is my first time using Zoom, so I don't know what to do. 
<laughs> Go ahead, Quentin. Uh, Ohio, you're in the house. What what city in Ohio, Quentin? Um, and well, you could just say Cleveland, but it's Shaker Heights, Ohio. Okay, Cleveland, Shaker Heights, whatever it is. Hey, Quentin, you're back on the Liberty Show with Gary McCummings. Go ahead, bro. Okay, so Gary, I've been listening very intently to everything that you've been saying, and mm -hmm. I applaud everything that you're doing. Uh, you're trying to make a difference in our community. However, to drill down a little bit on what uh, Tim was just asking a few moments ago, mm -hmm. what are you doing to give your movement and your organization more exposure to attract uh, large uh, investments in this particular movement because mm -hmm. uh, I'm not speaking for everybody, but I know for me, I could probably max out at a thousand, maybe fifteen hundred dollars mm -hmm. to your organization, and that's just not going to be enough to to move it forward in the uh, way that I feel that you have a vision for it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, how are you putting your company out there and giving it more of a visual? Uh, to big name investors who could potentially be able to drop millions of dollars into helping us advance our cause. Because as we all know, a very large percentage of our people live in food deserts where there are no grocery stores that have any fresh produce or fresh meat. It's all processed. Yes. Yes. So uh, how, uh, what can we do to know? Because if I invested $1,500 into your organization and investment, means that I expect a return. Like, how will I be able to know that, or when will you be able to know that you'll be able to return an investment to the people who believed in your company from the beginning? Well, and, and, and good question. And that's, and that's something that, that we're working on right now. Like, so this for me has been, I, I got on Dr. Watkins' show and, and had that conversation with him. And that was on, on MLK Day, which was, you know, the, the mid of, of January. And so this has been a whirlwind process. And so at this beginning stage, with it, all the investment has been from me and my family in everything that we're doing in terms of the hydroponic system, the stuff that we're building and growing. Um, because I felt like I needed to, everyone who got involved needed to know that I was all in as well, not just completely all in. And so that's where we've been for people to then be able to invest. All of that stuff has been coming out because of all of the different emails that I've gotten. And we're setting up stuff now. I've got, we have some planners and some financial planners and some different people are in place that are going to be able to help us to set up the structure so that our people will be able to invest in what we're doing here and in the other farms that will be a part of the coalition. So, so I'm working About really, what kind really of turnaround time do you expect that to happen? I'm hoping to have some stuff. I'm hoping to have some stuff um, concretely up on my, on my um, website here within the next four to six months. That's very reasonable. That's very reasonable. Within the next four to, and we don't want to rush. I don't want to rush it. Um, I took my time. We just launched the website tonight, today, this afternoon. And, and so this has been an ongoing process. Things need to, we're going to make sure we dot our I's and cross our T's. So I don't want to rush. And, and then the investment opportunities that I offer to my people, then, and then I want it to look right. It needs to be right. And so, so we're just kind of taking our time, but it'll be there. Give, give us about six months. You'll see it. 
Okay, Gary, I um we have another question. I think okay. Pat has another question. Then I have a really good question, something we talked about. We're gonna shift right. up this show. So are you ready? We're about I'm to ready. take off. <laughs> okay, go. Pat, Let's did go. you have another question? Yeah, yeah, as the conservative here, I love what you're doing. Self-sufficiency, um, providing for yourself private property. And I can tell you that the powers that be, the, the, the bloated uh, government, I can imagine that you're really kind of giving the middle finger and, and I love it. And um, I, I just want to say that I think this is going to take off for you. And, and you already kind of talked about it, about investment. Quentin talked a little bit, a little bit about how you're going to get funding for this and um, it, it, what you're doing is so remarkable because you're providing high quality, good food to underprivileged communities and many kids as well. And, you know, it, it's, it's, if they start early with good food, it's only going to help their development and growth, um, as they, as they get older and on into life. So it's, it's quite remarkable what you're doing. And I guess this is more, just more of a question, but gosh, if you get the marketing going here, I can't imagine anybody that, that wouldn't want to uh, donate or invest to some degree because of what you're doing. It's such a, a noble cause. It really is something remarkable. And um, thank you for sharing what you're doing with us. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, Lafayette. Lafayette. go ahead. Lafayette, you're from Scottsdale, Georgia. You're on the Liberty Show. Hi, uh, everyone. I have a question. Have you considered any grant opportunities that may be available <laughs> USDA? Um, yes, and I actually have a person that since I went on to Dr. Watkins show that I'm working with and he's going to be uh, coming a part of the team and that'll be something that he'll he'll specialize in. He'll he'll be able to get out there. He's he, this is that's his field. And he knows he knows what black farmers need. He knows the grants that's out there for black farmers and he's completely committed to feeding our communities and so he's he's assured me that everything that is out there that our farmers can get to do what they need to do to be self-sufficient, that he's going to help us to do that. And I, I've had a chance to talk to him and, and I'm going to be meeting with him next week face to face for the first time. I'm, I'm really excited about meeting him. And so I think we're going to, I, I think from talking to him, we're going to have access into those avenues and we, we're going to need that. Anything else? Lafayette? Was that it? Uh, just a follow up. Uh, does that mean that uh, you're going to, once you find those opportunities or find those grants, that you will be able to put it out on your website so that, uh, you know, people who want to be involved in this uh, wonderful program that you're, you're initiating will be able to uh, access? Yes, absolutely. Everything that we're doing along the way as we're doing it from when we start breaking ground and we start putting out raised beds and we're connecting the hydroponic systems to when we're being able to, uh, allowing our people to be able to come and invest, everything you'll be able to track on the website that we're doing. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Um, I just wanted to comment, you know, one thing that I have pushed so much for is the uh, ownership of land. There was a time when Blacks owned so much land and um, on our last podcast, it was sort of a Black history show. And we talked about Fannie Lou Hamer, Miss Charlie did, and how she had helped Blacks to buy over 600 acres in Mississippi. So mm -hmm. uh, can you comment on that? What about Black um, own, um, black uh, owning property more? You know, what can we do to get back to that? I, I, th 
I just believe we've got to really commit to it. Um, we're spending dollars. We're spending money. We're just spending sure, money sure. in the wrong places and on the wrong stuff, you know? <laughs> um, and that's the problem. We're just, and, and, and a lot of that comes from our mentality. This is, this is all a part of what I discussed on Dr. Watkins' show is, is the, the slave mentality. <clears throat> we have allowed those little pieces of paper um, with those president's faces on them. We've allowed that to, con we believe that that's the end all be all. And it, and it, contro and it controls us. We don't know that the wealth is in the land, but they do. And we don't know that the wealth is in being able to grow your own food and be self-sufficient. We that we've not been, that's not, that hasn't been taught to us. So that, that hasn't, they, that wasn't taught to us. So there's a re-education that needs to take place and it has to take place with our children. And it has to take place with our children in the inner cities in the places that we can get to them and begin to show them how they can be self-sufficient. And the way you can start showing kids self-sufficiency is teaching them how to feed themselves. If I can show them how to set up a garden in their upstairs apartment or how to put a garden on top of their 25-story project building and grow as much food as they need to feed their community, then that's a start for us. And that's where we have to begin. Well, I, I agree. It's funny. Uh, Damon and I had this conversation earlier about Black, uh, our spending. Uh, we do spend money a lot of places. And trust me, Prada, Gucci, and all of them are not going to come back and help us. But that's where we've been putting our money. But you also, uh, you opened the door to what I wanted to talk to you about, the mindset. Uh, what about people, especially sometimes people of color, they might not have the mindset to get um, to work with you, to invest, um, mm -hmm. Sometimes people want to move to the suburbs, forget they're black or forget mm -hmm. about uh, the less fortunate or, or the struggle. Um, mm -hmm. They've lied to themselves or they're in denial of that about the oppression. So can you talk about that a little more in depth about this mindset? And I loved your answer that you gave me mm -hmm. um, about, you know, what about people that don't want to work with you? And, and I want mm -hmm. you to tell the world, what, what are we going to do about that? What are you going to do? I can't I don't spend that one second of my time worrying about any of them. That's I don't right. need them. I don't need them. I don't need them to identify with their blackness or decide that they want to be a part of the community. I don't need them to do anything other than just please, please stay out of our way while I feed my people, because there's too many of my people that identify with exactly with what I'm talking about. Right. So that if you don't identify, there's, there's okay, it's OK. I don't have time. I don't have time to judge anybody. I've got to get to the business of feeding my people. And, I just I, ask that you, as you don't identify with us, just please, just please stay out of our way and let me feed my folks. <laughs> That's all I ask for. I love that. But, you know, because uh, like you said, I've been in this a while, you know, and sometimes you run into roadblocks or challenges. But uh, there's like once again, there's a scripture in the Bible. Say, if you go in the city, they don't receive you. Shake off the dust and move on. And sometimes we're so worried about, oh, what if they don't receive it? What if, you know, we don't have time for that. There's a work to be done. And, bro, I'm so proud that you I don't care. I don't care. I don't care whether you if, if you don't if you don't believe that black people in this country after 465 years and more than 350 of it was service for free. And then the rest of it came under some Jim Crow nonsense and, and what has happened since. If you don't think that we at least deserve to have clean food and fresh food in our, com in our communities, mm -hmm. then what I ask you is, 
what is wrong with you? Well, and I want to continue that. This is a great point. And if anybody else, I know Damon or Tim and them are going to have to kick in here real soon. This is their area. But let's go with this mindset a little deeper. Because what, you know, is not in a negative towards our people, but not just our people. How do we get people uh, to educate them? Like you said, we need education. How do we educate people to get inside of them that, you know, have clean food, want to be self-sufficient, want Mm -hmm. to grow their own crops? Um, want to get off of, um, uh, uh, want to get off of welfare, to mm-hmm. want to, uh, you know, even if you grow some crops, you can sell them, make some little money on the side. And um, so let's talk about that a little more, because you, you're really good at the mindset part, because everything starts in our mind. Well, to me, it starts, it's going to begin with our children. Okay. And re-educating and, and taking control of the educational system in our communities and our children. There, there's the mindset where it has to change. I got too many grown folks that I can't change their mindset. I hope that they come along. I'd love for them to come (laughs) along, but I can't change it. But what I can do is I can impact our children's mindset around the community, around the country. And that is where we have to be focused. We've got to re-educate ourselves. It begins with our kids. We've got to take control of our school systems. Well, bro, I'm going to let you finish that, but I got to kick in. That's my pet peeve. I said, what education system? Um, me, the money we're throwing at our schools, we're like pouring, uh, you know, um, pouring something into a bag with a hole in it. And that, and I totally agree with you. We've talked about that so much on this show that our education system is so bad. And even um, uh, Dr. Dana has talked about, with the, it's a big word, postmodernism, something like that. But it's just that the school systems are failing in how they, they don't want people to be self-sufficient. They want them to be dependent on the government and promote and just talk about things, but not really be mature adults and everything. And a lot of people think that's uh, baloney, but it's so funny you said that. But then I started laughing. Our last podcast, we had a big controversy because Tim made a comment that a lot of the older people, like you said, they're, they're not gone, but you know, some of them you can't reach. And he wanted to concentrate on younger people. And a lot of people began attacking for that because they thought he was down on them. But he was like, you, you know, let's start with this younger generation that hasn't been brainwashed or ruined. Okay, uh, Quentin in Ohio has another question. Quentin, you're back on the Liberty Show. Quentin? I'm sorry, I'm using Zoom and I'm totally confused by it. That's so fine. Go ahead. Um, please don't judge me. Um, I have a question uh, for Dr. Dana because as a member of the LGBT community myself, I understand just how hard it is for everyone and then to be transgender on top of that, like literally you feel like you're trapped in your own body. Like when you look in the mirror, you don't recognize what you see. And that's very hard. And when people try to change that, uh, they're ostracized and they are vilified for doing that. So my question to Dr. Dana would be like, literally, how are you holding up through all of that? Like, I know it can't be easy. Like, are, are you incurring any additional stress are you feeling more inclusive to the community? Uh, uh, how are you holding up overall? Uh, well, I'm doing pretty well. Um, I have a group of uh, transgender friends that are about my age. Uh, and I was doing even better when, before COVID because we had some pretty good support groups. 
that uh, encompassed all ages. Um, and uh, so I'm doing okay. Um, I still am very impatient about trying to get, uh, uh, as I said earlier, transgender people to be self-sufficient and independent. Um, and uh, I'm also, one of the things I do on the side is I work on Ryan White and Hapua, which are HIV uh, programs. Um, and, and the reason that I do that is because there are a lot of transgender people with HIV, uh, particularly here in, in Atlanta. So yeah, so there's a whole bunch of stuff that needs to get done uh, and I can try to do some of it. Um, and um, so I'm doing okay, but I kind of came out late. So I didn't undergo a lot of the uh, rejection that other people might have. Um, and uh, cause, well, one of the things, one of the reasons I came out late was my job involved the security clearance and if I had come out, uh, I would have lost that and my livelihood and my family and all sorts of things. So it wasn't until uh, a few years ago that I uh, could feel like I was able to come out. But so far, so good. Well, that's a good point because being the Liberty Show here, you know, it's not about if you agree with it, if you accept it, it's about having liberty to be yourself. And I think that's one thing that I love about what Gary's doing is that, you know, you can feed yourself, you can work for yourself, you can just work with your family together, enjoy yourself. Well, Gary, thank you. We're um, getting down to the end of the radio show part. Uh, just a reminder, guys, you've been listening to The Liberty Show with Kevin Fortune. Our special guest has been Gary McCummings. He is the founder and CEO of Feeding Black Communities. That's feedingbackblackcommunities.org. And he has a farm cooperative and um, a wonderful organization to help people be self-sufficient, have healthy foods, make extra money, own property, and go to his website, support him. Let's not talk about the problem, Let it, but let's help with the solution. So Gary, you've got a few minutes. Uh, what would you like to say in closing? Um, I guess I just I guess in closing, um, anyone that has watched this, I say to you that um, we are self-sufficient people. We are. You can you cannot survive what we have survived for the last four hundred and sixty-five years and not be a, a determined and self-sufficient people. We have to get our hands on the resources that we need so that. We don't have to count on or rely on anyone to help us to do anything. And that is our goal. And that is what we seek. And how we go about doing that, we're going to, we're going to have to strategize and figure out a way so that we can take care of ourselves and feed ourselves and educate ourselves and be able to make sure that we've got transportation and we can get around and do all the things that everyone in this country is allowed to do. We've, we've, not been, we've not been benefited the right to be able to do those things. And so self-sufficiency is, is what I wanna leave you with. And any way that you can help yourself or your people to be self-sufficient, then I, 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 I implore you to do it. Please do it, start at your own house. You don't have to have 10, 11 acres. Buy a hydroponic system, sponsor a hydroponic system that we have, sponsor a grow bed. Help some families eat. I, would, I That's what I'd like to leave you with. 
Well, thank you so much. That is a great point to end upon. Uh, I thank you for being on our show. Uh, you're one of my heroes. And, you know, if uh, Damon, I'm alluded, I'm about action. And you're a yes, person sir. of action. And I, I just love it. Uh, anything we can do uh, to get the word out um, and, and to help you. Uh, uh, I'm getting a little older. My um, back isn't what it used to be, but I can still write it. I can still write a check. You know? <laughs> okay. But, okay. Uh, but do no, what you I, can do, brother. Do what you can do. That's all. Hey, listen, I'm older too. My back ain't the same, but I'm gonna do the best I can do. No, yeah. But hey, shout out to your your sister, uh, Zendikia. She has done such a wonderful job in helping you. And we want anyone else that wants to help Gary, um, uh, email, uh, contact him at his website. Donate. We're not uh, just about ourselves here. We want to promote others. So thank you so much. And um, go to our website, www.thelibertyshow.us. Uh, like us on the social media, Facebook, Instagram, and support fleeting, feeding Black communities. Thanks, and have a wonderful evening.